Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 20 to verse 24. Proverbs 4, 20 to 24. Proverbs 4, from verse 20 to verse 24. If you are there, shout hallelujah. My son, attend to my words. Incline an ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Amen. So this afternoon, very briefly, I'm going to be sharing with us on the topic I call the word and healing. Amen. The word and what? Healing. And healing. The word and healing. And by God's grace, for some time, during the second service, we're going to be discussing a little bit more about the Word of God, the healing power of God. Amen? Amen? And the Lord will continue to uphold us and do His work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, My son, attend to my words, incline an ear unto my sayings. That's the, the, the word, the message of a father that is very, very interested and concerned with the future of his son, with the future of his child. Saying, There is a glorious future for you, there is a bright future for you. I thought somebody would say amen, amen. to that. But in order for you to attain that divine promise, you must do what? Attend to my words. You must attend to my words. They are not ordinary words. They are spiritually uh, 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 inspired words. They are words from the throne of grace. He said, in keeping them, in ensuring that these words do not depart from your eyes, in keeping them in your heart, that prosperity, that future, that glory that is promised will be attained. Then there's a very a glorious declaration that said, For they are life unto those that find them. In other words, it's not everyone that finds these words that we're talking about. But whosoever finds them, they are what? They are life. They are life. Not only are they life, they are health to all their flesh. So this word brings life. This word brings health. The word of the living God. And we know, of course, there's that injunction here that says, you must guard your heart. Tell somebody, guard your heart. And this is very important. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. What you put in your heart, what you store, what you consume, will determine what comes out of your mouth. The computer specialist, they will tell us garbage in, garbage out. 
But as children of God, it's the word of God in life will come out. Life will emanate. And that's very important. And we know very well that many of the things that we watch on TV these days, they are what? They are perverse. They are defiled. There's no other word for them but garbage. Many of the things we watch on TV, they don't edify. They destroy. We're watching uh, a, a, a uh, did we, was it here we were watching, was it Abejoy? No, it wasn't Abejoy. Is it is the story of uh, Mike Bamiloe? The, the train. When he stood before the elders in the church. And the elders in the church was telling them that this is the ministry God has called me unto. God has called me to the drama ministry. I want to minister in drama. And they looked at him and said, do you know what? And one of them started singing, I love you, taxi driver. That was what was in his own heart. Because that's what he had been hearing. Amen? As we are seated here now, if we were to begin to sing the songs in our heart, you'll be surprised that some of us will start singing. Guard your heart. Tell somebody, guard your heart. Out of it flows the issues of life. The outflows from your heart should edify, should lift someone up, should give someone life. Life. That's why the Bible says, Thy word have I what? Hid where? In my heart. Not on my tablet. Not on my not in my iPhone. The only reason the word of God is on your iPhone is because you downloaded it. Many of us have it, but we don't read it. True or false? Ah, only one person said true. Many of us have it, but we don't read it. True or false? It's true. Almost all our iPhones, iPad, i everything have all manner of Bibles, but they're just there for decoration. It's easier for us to go to uh, uh, Google and start checking the news. It's easier to go to uh, Facebook and they'll keep on giving you all those funny stories and you'll be laughing and you can be laughing on those things for one hour. But the moment you open this John chapter 1 verse 1, Within a few minutes, what happens? You see, ah, so that, the person that said that is in the spirit. Within a few minutes, it's on the same iPhone or tablet. The moment you open the Bible and you begin to read it on that device, you begin to sleep. Meanwhile, for as long as you are going through uh, uh, your Facebook and you are seeing all those comedies of Papa Jasko and, uh, and, and all those, oh, you are fine. Ah, these people will not kill person with laughter. <laughs> and then you look at the next one. Yes, sir. Out of it flows the issues of life. The Bible tells us, or in Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11, tells us a few things about the word of God. Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11. It says, the law of the Lord, see that's another name for the word, is what? Is perfect. It's perfect. So when the Bible in Matthew chapter 4, 5 verse 48, I believe says, be ye therefore perfect. Even as your father in heaven is what? Is, the only way you can be perfect is by what? 
By studying the word. It is the word of God that brings perfection. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord. See, another name for the word is what? The testimony. He said that testimony is what? It's sure. It's sure. It cannot fail. He said, the word that goeth out from me will not return unto me what? Void. But it shall do what? It shall perform the purpose for which it has come forth. And the word of God is going on to someone here today. The word is saying you are going to prosper. The word of God is going on to someone here today. The word is saying for you there is a lifting up. The word of God that is sure is going on to someone here today and is saying your case is different. Tell somebody my case is different. The word of God is going out to someone here today and saying your health is in my hand. That irrespective of the attacks of the world on your health, you will stand. You know, one of our pastors was sharing a story of, about an, a man that died recently. He died at the age of, did he say 104? 104 years old. And he said, this man was so sickly when he was young that his mother made up her mind that she was going to go and do what? Throw him away. Then on her way to go, actually go and dump the child, she met an old man. And the old man said, what you need to take care of this boy, you know, this, was, this happened in Nigeria. He told her some herbs that she needed to put together to, I mean, to be given to this boy. The boy she was so fed up of that she was going to I mean, throw away was the same boy that lived to be how old? Those that were kicking and bouncing and doing everything when they were born. If they die at the age of 17, we will say they've lived to be, to be to, they've, they've lived a, a ripe old age. Is that also? The word of God can sustain you beyond human imaginations. And I pray for someone here today, the word of God will sustain you. Amen. I said the word of God will sustain you. Amen. Let's go to the next verse of that passage. Psalm 19 verse 8. The statutes of the Lord, they are what? They are right. Rejoicing the heart. In other words, the reason you are so melancholic, the reason you are so morose, this, the reason you don't know how to smile, is because the word is not there. It's the word that makes men to rejoice. You know what the Bible says? Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. Always. And again I say, it's not a product of your environment. It's not a product of what anyone is saying or what anyone is doing. Rejoice because the word is in you. It's in you. And do you know, if you're a very joyful person, do you know it's difficult for you to be sick? Have you noticed that? If you're a joyful person, sickness will be far from you. From this day, strive to be joyful. Tell somebody, strive to be joyful. It's very ironic because if you actually decide that nobody and no one can taint my joy, uh-uh, you'll be surprised. you get into a place where people are not happy. The moment you get in there, what happens? It's like you have brought in light. It's like you brought light into the midst of darkness. Everybody just brightens up. When you are in the congregation, people are happy. When you are not there, they keep saying, ah, where is this sister now? Where is this brother now? 
But some of us, when, the, when everybody is excited and we are praising God, the moment you come in, what happens? The excitement dies down. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Or maybe you should tell somebody to repent. I don't be afraid. Tell your neighbor, repent. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. When you go to that Psalm 19, verse 14, the Bible says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be what? Be acceptable in their sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Your personality is your spirit. Your personality is what? It's your spirit. Your personality, that's why the Bible says in John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is a spirit. Tell somebody I'm a spirit. Somebody does not believe that. You are a spirit. The Bible says, okay, we are coming there. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If you are going to worship God, you touch him in the spiritual realm. Not in the physical realm. See, that's why, you know that song they sing uh, um, somewhere in, in, in Nigeria? That they said, the, what does he eat? Does anybody know what does God eat? Praise. Thanksgiving. He doesn't eat uh, uh, couscous to tapioca. <laughs> he doesn't eat powdered yam. He doesn't eat jollof rice. He doesn't eat whatever they prepare at mandarin. What he takes is praises. Thanksgiving. Why? Because God is a spirit. When you begin to praise God, you connect with him where? In which realm? In the spiritual realm. You know, a man of God that said, uh, he, said God, he said God took him to heaven. And he saw angels worshipping. And the angels he saw worshipping, they are very tall, very huge. And of course, he was a very small man in their midst. But he said as he began to worship with them, what happened? He was lifted. As he was worshipping, he was lifted. So that eventually he was worshipping God at the same height, at the same realm with those angelic hosts. That is what praise does. That is what worship does. That is the realm at which you worship God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, we know that passage very well. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, he says, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. First and most important is what? Your spirit. Your spirit. Your spirit. No wonder the psalmist says, Thy word have I hid in my heart. Psalm 119, verse 11. That I may not sin against thee. Sickness is a product of the sin and the fall of man. Sickness is what? It's a product of the sin and the fall of man. It doesn't mean that when you are sick, it's because you have sinned. But the reason any man is sick, the reason any man ever has to fall sick, is because of what? It's because of sin. Before sin came, brethren, there was no sickness. That's why Psalm 103 verse 3 says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? 
When God created the world, you know what the Bible calls the heavens? What the Bible calls the heavens, the firmament, the stars, the moon, every planet and anything you can think of. They were all created. They were made for the earth. Is somebody with me, brethren? The heavens, and that includes the sun. The sun was created for the earth. The moon was created for the earth. Every planet, every atmosphere, all their existence is in relation to what? The earth. Because the purpose of God's creation was man. But he had to, first of all, create things that would make it comfortable for man to exist the way God wants man to exist. So the purpose of the creation of the heavens was the earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. Genesis 1 14. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Now the day and night, where do they exist? On earth. Whatever was being done concerning the firmament of the heavens was for the purpose of the earth. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. The signs, the seasons, the days and the years are where? Here on earth. Here on earth. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 17. Genesis 1 17. The Bible says, God, Genesis 1 17. And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. So the heaven was created because of the earth. But going a step further when you look at creation, you will see that the earth itself was created for who? For man. The reason the earth was created was for man. Every provision on the earth was for the comfort of man. That's why in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, Genesis 1 26, God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle and all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So all that God made on the earth was made for man. But why did God make man? Does anybody know why God made man? Why did God make man? For his pleasure. For his fellow, for fellowship. He wanted many more. He wanted more than just one son. Jesus, the Bible says God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He gave one that he might have many. That he might have you and I. God wanted to make more of himself. That's why the Bible says we're created in his image. When the Bible says we're created in his image, which image are we talking about? His spiritual image. God is a spirit. You are a spirit. I am a spirit. For fellowship with who? With God, who is a spirit. That's why the most important component of you and I is our spirit. That is why when Adam and Eve sinned, 
And the Bible makes us to understand that death came into the world. What was that death? The moment Adam sinned, mankind died twice. Spiritually and what? Physically. God's original purpose was not for man to die in the Garden of Eden. No. But when Adam sinned, he took upon himself the nature of the one whom he obeyed. You know, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? No man comes to the Father but what? But by me. God is life. Jesus is life. Satan is what? Satan is what? Is death. The opposite of life is what? Is death. And the Bible says, whom you obey, that person becomes your master to lead you. The moment Adam chose to obey the devil, he was spiritually separated from God. His spirit was separated from God. And his spirit was now attached to who? To the devil. And so life was brought in. I mean, death was brought in because of the disobedience of man. Eve was deceived. But Adam was not deceived. Adam knew what he was doing. He brought that separation upon mankind. Death came spiritually and then physically. We are made to understand that spiritual death is a condition of alienation and separation from God. And that results in union with Satan. That is the origin of sin. That is the origin of sickness. That is the origin of death. And that is why, if, there, if we are going to be aligned back to our maker, if we are going to receive the healing that he has proposed, the healing that he has promised, spirit, soul, and body, it must start with our spirit. It must start where? That's why the Bible says, he sent his word. And, and he did what? He healed them. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word. He healed them. He delivered them from all their destruction. That's why Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. At the last part of it says, I am the Lord that he lets thee. If we can align with this God spiritually. If our spirits can touch him. If we can allow him to take hold of, of our innermost being. That which exists within will translate into what should exist without. Then the Spirit of God can move within us and do the impossible. And do you know what? You are called to do the impossible. I said you are called to do the impossible. The spiritual life of God in you will take you into the realm of divine manifestation. Of that which is a limitation to mankind. You will ascend beyond those limitations in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will ascend beyond the limitations in Jesus' name. Amen. Healing starts from within. Healing starts from where? Amen. From within. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. Proverbs 20 27. Proverbs 20 27. 
The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, ensuring that there is no darkness within. You know, I keep rem reminding us of that story of those two individuals that they say they went to the hospital. One was sick, one was, there was nothing wrong with the other man. And the two of them went to, this, to, to the hospital and they made, uh, they, 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 they made some experiments with them. The man that was sick, who truly had cancer before he went to the hospital, was told that nothing was wrong with him. That everything is alright. Yeah, hail and hearty. Go on, enjoy your life. Brethren, joy heals. Is somebody with me this afternoon? Joy does what? When you are a joyful person, even sicknesses know that they have no place in you. The man that had no, nothing was wrong with him. He was not sick. I don't know why he went to the hospital. They now told him he had cancer. And he accepted it. Tell somebody it's not my portion. He accepted it. Within a few months, he was dead. And he died of cancer. So one thing we've got to realize, brethren, a lot of these sicknesses, especially this cancer thing, is what? It's spiritual. It's spiritual. And you have to address it from what? The spiritual angle. Cancer has no landing spot upon you in Jesus' name. You have to ensure that day and night, that every day, you are an embodiment of the joy of the Lord. You are an embodiment of the peace of God. That the word of God reigns supreme in you. That the word of life is what is in you and is what comes forth out of you. In John chapter 1, verse 14, John 1, 14, the Bible says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 15, as we round up, the Bible says, But so much the more, when they have a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. All that they needed to receive their healing was just to hear the word of healing. And where is the word of healing found? In the word of God. In the word of God. Stop being an alien to the world. Can you advise your neighbor? Say, stop being an alien to the world. In other words, don't let the word of God be alien to you. Whatever word you hear in church is not enough. Tell your neighbor it's not enough. It's not enough. On a daily basis, brethren, we must make sure that we imbibe this word. Let the word come alive in you. Let the word speak unto you. Let the word guide your prayer life. Let the word keep you. Because brethren, the word 
brings healing. The word brings deliverance. The word brings salvation. The word brings divine establishment. The word brings divine lifting. Outside of the world, brethren, is death. But within the world is the life of God. One of our pastors went to be with the Lord this last week. He has ministered in this church once. But when I say in this church, not at this location. He, he visited us when we were on uh, 250 Bayview. He came to the, I came there and he, he, he preached once. He comes to Toronto quite often. He preached in church last Sunday. He was not feeling too well. Went to the hospital on Monday. Never came back home. Died on Thursday morning. The last word he was sharing with his people in church is let the word of God speak to you. Let what? Hear the voice of God for yourself. How can you hear the voice of God? How? Through the word. Through the word. Otherwise, you are going to hear the voice of deception and say, it's God that told me that I should go and marry another wife. It's what you wanted to do. It's not God. But when you hear the word, the voice of God through the word, you are established. You are rooted. You cannot fall. You cannot fail. And your healing will be permanent. That word will not leave you in Jesus' name.